right, guys, I think we're ready to go. You guys ready to go? Yeah. Yeah. Of course, you know we are. <laughs> All right. Hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, a podcast for gamers on a budget. I'm your host, Danny K. With me, as always, the wonderful, beautiful Mr. Greenleaf. How are you doing, Mr. Greenleaf? I'm doing fantastic. I'm home with all my computers <laughs> and my keyboard and my my mouse and I'm happy but it's so cold. Yeah, and you got all your pugs, you got your swarm of pugs. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, the swarm of pugs. <laughs> <laughs> with me as well this week, Mr. Revspen. Padre, how you doing? I am doing so much better. I'm finally back at 99%. Nice. I'm glad to hear it. All the OJ in the world. I um, have drank zero glasses of OJ since I've been sick. <laughs> <laughs> I've been eating my kids' multivitamins because they're gummies. I figure that would count. <laughs> they're not here. They're not eating them. Are they Flintstone gummies? Yeah. Mr. Green no, they're, they're just so. They're just basic uh, vitamin C gummy type deals. Oh. But they taste like oranges, so I'm happy. It doesn't yeah, seem like enough. you really care about your children that much. <laughs> like I said, they're not here. They're not eating them. They're they're out of town at other family. I'm sure they have gummies. If not, that's on them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we do have a special guest this week. Actually, two guests. The husband and wife team of Owl and Jackalope. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Doing good. Now, yeah. uh, <laughs> you guys also have Oklahoma other names. represent. Yeah, true. This is an episode in which the Okies take over. Um, yes. <laughs> we outnumber everybody, so we're going to be talking about Oklahoma things. Yeah, this is our podcast now. Mm, yeah, so. I swear, though, I swear, I am a mod. If anybody says boomer, you're gone. <laughs> oh, hey, we're Pokes fans, too. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> I'm remaining Iowa strong. <laughs> um, so we do have Pop Kate and Anani Bob here. Appreciate you guys for being here. Uh, but if, for anyone, this is your guys' second time on the show. But for anyone who maybe missed the first time, who aren't familiar with your content, um, what do you guys do, and where can people find it? Yeah, so uh, we're mostly on YouTube. And you can just find us at Alan Jackalope. Uh, pretty easy because no one else has that weird of a name. So <laughs> it's all good. Um, we do kind of a whole different variety of videos. We are working on a lot of stuff right now. We got kind of held up with the end of last year, but we're finally going to be having new videos. <laughs> and they'll go back to our Stardew series, Astroneer, Nights and Bikes, just all that fun stuff. Games, Pokemon cards, and some live action stuff where uh, we're trying to get sponsored by Lisa Mattress. So. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> awesome. So go check them out. They do have some amazing content. Um, you guys, uh, what about some other socials uh, people can find you on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff? Uh, so it's Al Jackalope across the board. Mm -hmm. uh, you can also follow her twitter and instagram she's a little bit more active than... or just my instagram it's yeah. pop kate um and then which is just pop and then k-a-i-t but alan jackalope across the board on facebook twitter and instagram awesome 
Um, before we get into the meat of the show, I just want to remind everyone that we are sponsoring SWA Motorsports Racer Dead Chatter and Zero as he hits the track in the Outsider Racing League. Watch him rep the NTN logo every Saturday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time over on SYM underscore TV, the YouTube channel. Links if you are watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast feed or in the description of this episode. And of course, if you guys are new to the show, welcome. We appreciate you guys for being here, although I have a feeling a lot of you don't really have much else to do. Um, If you like what we do, you guys can follow all of us individually on Twitch, subscribe on YouTube, and maybe even tell your friends. Um, Anything else that we need to get out of the way before we start uh, really talking about games, guys? Uh, no, I think we're good. Awesome. Well, Chad we're going to games. <laughs> Chatterns cars number thirty-two. <laughs> if he if he'd never see the uh, signs that say NTN, mm-hmm. it's number thirty-two. Yeah, number thirty-two. Um, that is if he makes it past the first few laps. <laughs> he's had some really bad luck where they've he's gotten trashed. <laughs> How dare you? i'm just being real honest he got trashed as uh the the first few rounds or first few uh, races it's not his fault some of them some of them are not his fault for sure um anyways uh owl and jackalope you guys have been playing uh wow i'm really blanking on this name as i am working on it it's a little indie darling indie darling you're right animal crossing new horizons why don't you guys tell us about playing animal crossing uh, well, I I think many of us are um, are locked up inside um, for various reasons. I think some of us are doing it because that's just how we live our lives, um, and some of us are doing it because uh, I can't. I'm blanking on the reason. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Animal Crossing is awesome. Uh, it it's a fun little game. I have personally never played an Animal Crossing game. Every time that I've ever tried to pick it up, I, I always just sort of got bored with it really quickly. Um, this one is a little bit different. Um, it's got way more uh, social stuff to do. It's got way more kind of island customization. Of course, I may be lying because I've never played one <laughs> besides the one that came out on the GameCube like years ago. So uh, that was more probably Kyle's. Yeah, that was that was my little brother's because he was into the uncool games. Um, I played Harvest Moon like a champ. <laughs> and then we basically have been playing with his little brother and then two other friends and just kind of you get to go to everyone's islands, get new fruits. But I think it's just like one of those. It's a happy little go lucky game when everything else feels a little bit sad. So it's just. Gives you a little bit of positivity. Um, and, you know, the the big thing is we kind of have this caravan of <laughs> locked inside people playing every night. We have our phone set up in the living room on speakerphone with like three people on the call. And uh, we're all playing Animal Crossing, not even on each other's islands yeah, <laughs> or just... anything like that. I don't know. Have you guys ever played? Like, are you big Animal Crossing fans? Urban Spin strikes me as one. I've never touched an uh, an Animal Crossing game. I I myself haven't played it, but I've actually been watching a lot of people play it lately. Like, a lot of my friends are picking it up on streams, and I'm watching them. I'm like, why is this so relaxing? (laughs) It is. It just is. I don't know why either. 
Yeah, it's absolutely like it seems like one of those super just kind of chill vibing like people I've watched people get their little bands together and play their little tambourines on the beach and stuff. And it's just like, (laughs) this is the most wholesome content I've ever seen on Twitch and I'm here for it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the whole experience just strikes me as wholesome and laid back and chill. What is like a basic like what's like the basic time in animal crossing like what do you do in animal crossing like you load it up and what what do you expect okay well here's where it gets difficult because you have your animal crossing purist and these are the people who do not time jump so animal crossing the way that it works is it literally your time on the village is like your time in real life so it goes through one day and the annoying part is is like you'll have these tasks where it's like you have to build a house or something and you won't get that house until the next day. So there's that. But then there's the non-Animal Crossing purist who um, time jump. They're just time jumpers. Uh, We like to call ourselves uh, time-traveling men of honor. And and with that, basically, you get all the stuff faster and you get into new seasons, new stuff, just on your own time without having to wait for the game to do it for you. So it's just more, you get to pick your mode of how you want to play. Uh, I've been, I've been just doing it in real time and most you and one other person have been time jumping around, which is annoying because then I'm like, Oh, I want that stuff, but I have to wait three days. (laughs) The future looks good guys. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, uh, sorry, I was just going to say, the game is, it, it kind of strikes me a little bit as a mobile game. You get on, you collect all your resources, you shake all your trees, you get some bugs, uh, you visit a person's island, you get their bugs, because their bugs might be better than your bugs, and then you go back home, you say hello to everybody, pat all the babies, and then uh, you get ready for the next day. I like, think the most, like, some people get really deep into it, and you just have this, like, little block and you try to custom design something and people have made just like the craziest designs with so much detail. Oh yeah, that that is a cool cool addition they added. They it's like a uh, custom custom clothing and custom uh like images and art and that sort of thing and it's just a 32 by 32 pixel grid and you have the ability to basically make little pixel art things and then the game kind of smooths it out uh to the best of its ability and i made goku's gi and uh then i made some bricks from minecraft so i could lay that down on the ground and make a sweet path um like i think that aspect of the game is something i really like uh you you haven't explored it i made a yellow dress and that was good enough it's literally just a yellow dress (laughs) she took all of the colors and just made it yellow doesn't count works I actually saw somebody do the uh, the pixel art work with all of the album covers of all of the Gorillaz albums that have come oh, out over the years so and cool. had them hanging them off on their wall. And I was like, they they look incredibly detailed for only being yeah. a 32 by 32. Oh, yeah. I don't know how people do it because I yeah, tried to crazy. make the stupid Z on the back of Goku's Gi and just it just looks terrible. And that's the one I showed you, like, because you can people, they even have it where they have the QR codes where you can scan them and get that stuff in the game. And someone had done a Vegeta outfit, like the whole armor. And um, you were like, that's stupid. It was I'm okay. <laughs> I, it's whatever. I thought it was fine. It's just, it's whatever. So much detail and shadowing and just the people being able to do that on this little tiny device is 
kind of crazy. I don't know. It's cool. It's one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> so the the time jumping thing is like an interesting is interesting to me because I've seen a little bit of a Twitter war going on. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen I've seen some for a game that seems so chill, I've seen people get surprisingly heated and nasty over <laughs> over it um the I mean, animal crossing purists are are not they're kind scary people. you don't no. want to mess with <laughs> so i mean does the time jumping thing like do you is it kind of like in skyrim or fallout where it's like you can wait wait <clears throat> for like 24 hours at a time or... uh, so so the way that you do it is you leave the application and change your date and time <laughs> to a time in the future and then open it back up and uh you're a day ahead and uh it just takes whatever the time of your console is and uses that for <laughs> whatever and mm. so it is i would say borderline cheating it is not like skyrim where you just say i'm gonna wait <laughs> i also it's like it's a game you play it how you want to play it if you're like and if you get more satisfaction out of it by time jumping then why does it matter? But yeah, mm -hmm. it's been a pretty intense discussion on Twitter, and it's definitely the reason that I've been like, you guys can time jump, but I'm not going to piss those people off. I wouldn't tell them. I would just say, I'm a purist. I just, I got all of the stuff because I'm so good at the game. <laughs> I'm just so much better than you. And, that, and, uh... <laughs> well, as I say that, how do you explain this podcast episode? Like, now we have this power over you, Anani Bob. Concrete evidence. <laughs> Uh, he hasn't submit, admitted to anything yet. I well, I submit that people that do time jump are playing the game the way they want to, <laughs> and people that do do that may be happier. They may live longer. They may enjoy the finer things in life. Uh, I don't know. They they've got more time to draw cool pictures on that thirty-two by thirty-two grid because <laughs> they're not waiting. Oh man. Um. So obviously. Animal Crossing New Horizons is on the Switch. Um, I It's a first-party Nintendo game. I don't think there's a bunch of DLC, but if there is anything like that, any DLC, any microtransactions, loot boxes, anything like that, people should be aware of when they when they purchase this game. Um, I don't believe there will be any kind of like microtransactions. That's just, I don't know, that's not really... The one thing that they do is they more have events that they do themed around. So they'll have like an Easter event, Fourth um, of July event, basically really centered around the holidays where they have extra content. But that's just kind of built into the game. Mm -hmm. It's sort of limited time if you're not time yeah. jumping. So. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I think I've had all my uh, questions and thoughts answered uh what about you green elite and and padre well actually we'll start with green elite what do you think any thoughts questions um i'm just waiting for the eventual doom animal crossing crossover yeah it's hmm. just coming soon yeah, yeah. <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised if somebody made the doom guys costume via the 32 32. By two. If somebody does, uh, and then they can figure out a way to get that helmet to work out, that'd be the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Um, I, I submit somebody do that. That's going to be your first DLC right there. Is this yeah. there gonna, gonna be a it's cosmetic. Doom, it's just Doom Guy helmet. And yep. <laughs> so, okay. I feel like I'm under a rock with that because I've seen the Doom Guy and was it Isabella? 
Yeah, Isabella. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like friendship, shipping. I don't know what is what it is. Where did that actually come from? I am under a, a rock. A lot of on it that. came. A lot of it came from just the fact that they were being released on the same day, and yeah. they were so contrasted in their style of game. You know, one being this super, you know, upbeat, positive, chill vibe type of game, and the other being an ultra violent demon <laughs> yeah. and angel killing <laughs> monstrosity with over the top weapons. It was just like it was a lot of people just doing goofy stuff with that. The, because it was just, I mean, I don't know if you could have just more of a contrast in style than those two <laughs> games at all. I mean, it's just so opposite of the spectrum. So I think it was just kind of fur to memes. Yeah, yeah. and I know to... like the Animal Crossing developers were like, yeah, we love this. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it was hysterical. I thought it was really I'm funny. sure that it's canon now that Doomguy and Isabella are a thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> He'll so. come over in special events. So yeah. Can... It's Halloween. He'll come up from hell. <laughs> <laughs> my my only initial thought was, oh, did someone think that they were going to put Doom Guy in Smash Bros and like Isabella's in Smash Bros or something? like? <laughs> God, Doom Guy in Smash Bros would be horrifying. It, Doom Guy is more meant for Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> that's, that's, that was my initial thought. I'm like, wait, because I wasn't really... I. I have way too many. I have too many things to really pay attention to the memes. Um, <laughs> I have too many things on my list to do. Full time job, streaming, trying to wrangle the cats, herd the cats for the show. And I just, it totally went over my head. It was a big old whoosh. <laughs> um, anything else on Animal Crossing New Horizons? I mean, ah. if you have a Switch, get it. It's fun. Yeah, It's going to last you a while. You'll have... You have something to do literally every day. And if you have any Animal Crossing... Or any... Not Animal Crossing friends. If you have any friends who are also on the Switch, they're most likely playing Animal Crossing, so you have people to play with. Mm -hmm. It's a win-win. Boom. Advertisement done. Thank you, Nintendo. Uh, <laughs> the check is in the mail, right? The the uh, That's the... what they promised, but we'll see. Yeah, we got half of it up front, but we'll see if it bounces. I don't know. <laughs> I think Nintendo's good for it. Now, if it was GameStop, I'd be worried. <laughs> Shots fired. Shot... <laughs> Just real quick, because this is something I've said on my stream several times. If if you're an essential retailer, essential <laughs> retailer, you yeah. don't lose money quarter over quarter. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do if, if you're really good, like GameStop. Yeah, that's that's the whole. <laughs> well, they lose so much money buying back the video games. Yeah, they're doing it for the fans. Yeah, I mean, you've seen the payout that you get when you bring in forty five video games. <laughs> It's like 30 cents. store credits. <laughs> uh, uh, we good to move on to our next uh, topic? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So, Rev, you've been playing uh, an interesting little indie game. Yes, I called have. Ministry of Broadcast. Why don't you tell us about that? Okay. So, Ministry of Broadcast is a, uh, it's a game that was developed by actually Ministry of Broadcast Studios and uh, published. Th this is not the first game by these people that I have actually covered on this uh, on this podcast, but it was published by HitSense, but also co-published by Playisms. Um, it's kind of it's a 2D side scrolling type of adventure in a uh, in a dystopian future that 
where whatever country you're in, it doesn't specify, is uh, divided by a, a big wall. And you compete on this reality TV show to get a um, to get a pass to go to the other side of the wall where it turns out your uh, your wife is. And so you're trying to compete in this show. Now, it gets kind of confusing because you like without spoiling too much, you kind of uh, you kind of come to find out you've been participating in the broadcast without realizing it at first. Um, I'll give you I'll go ahead and give you kind of the brief synopsis that they have on steam it's a it's a narrative driven single player cinematic platformer mixing orwell's 1984 with a modern reality tv uh, a country divided by the wall to cross it uh, and reach your family you must compete on and win a reality tv show broadcast by the regime there also uh, there's also some kind of like political satire stuff i tend to somehow stumble on these kinds of games with political satire in them all the time it, it seems um it is rated in for mature so children's probably uh don't i don't i don't know why i'm saying that they they censor cuss words and the blood is very very <laughs> pixelated it's like it's like if mortal Kombat was on the atari is how pixelated it is the uh the the um obviously the the effects on it are very uh i, I believe it's 32 bit is is the style that it's in um it does have mostly positive reviews on steam because it is it, it does kind of tell a deep deep narrative story um it does have a relatively short run through time uh, my first run through, I had it complete in about six and a half hours, and then I played it again for uh, a charity event. And after kind of figuring out some of the puzzles, I was able to beat it in about four hours. So it's it's a relatively short playthrough, and at a listing price of uh, fourteen ninety nine, it's that's a little high for only a six hour run through, even with a really good storyline. And and there are multiple endings, so you can run through it again uh you can get certain achievements by going through certain puzzles flawlessly stuff like that um which is i mean that, that's awesome it, it gives it a replay factor I'll, I'll probably try to go through it again because i let the uh let the chat decide my fate the second run through and they chose the say the same one that i did so i was like oh thanks guys i don't get to see the other ending but all in all um it was it was a very good game it was um very very deep in its narrative uh deeper than i would have expected from such a kind of a cheesy little uh 2d side scroller but it it told a really good story um it just came out back in january so it's relatively new but it just dropped i believe uh on the switch um so you can actually get it on the switch i believe it's the same price at 14.99 the uh i'll go ahead and give you the uh minimum uh, we'll just go ahead and go with recommended because the recommended uh system requirements are so low anyways that uh you ha you could play this thing on a potato um it, it obviously recommends Windows 10 uh, for the operating system, uh, a two gigahertz processor, um, which is, you know, relatively easy to get your hands on four gigs of RAM, um, just a one gig graphics card and uh, two gigs of uh, storage. So it's not a very big game. It's not a very um, graphics intensive game, obviously, which none of the ones I really um, I really cover are. It seems, but uh, one of the one of the reviews on it that kind of stuck out to me it was um, it was the most helpful review overall actually on the Steam page. The few cons, um, and these are things I can actually agree with on it. Uh, the controls get really difficult sometimes. Um, they recommend you use a controller for some reason, um, even though using a keyboard was just actually easier because sometimes you'll have to you know jump up and grab a platform ledge. Well, it'll have you overshoot where you were going and it's a kind of a time sensitive little area and you'll end up dying several times just because you know 
the game kind of pushed you further than you were intending to go. Um, sometimes the loading after a respawn can can take a little longer than it should, and having unskippable monologues on a second playthrough kind of you know it's like unnecessarily times uh, time consuming. But if that's the worst that you have, um, like I said, if you do it from a keyboard, the controls are a lot a lot better. Um, I highly highly recommend keyboard. Um, but if that's, I mean, a slightly long response time and unskippable monologues are the worst you have. That's not, you know, it's not ter- entirely horrible. Um, I, it's a definite recommend on my list uh, when it goes on sale. I wouldn't pay $15 for it. Awesome. Um, yeah, it's also, so I was checking out the Steam page. It's also available on Mac OS. So if you're one of the few people who want to try to game on a Mac um that's that's an option for you instead um, of rocket league <laughs> they shut you down on that one <laughs> shut them down um for this game i mean i could see this being like an ios game i could see this being an android game as well i mean do you think that you were t- talking about the controls being kind of finicky but like art style wise and probably how intense the game is processing wise do you think it would be a good idea to try it on android or ios devices I would say only if you have like a controller attachment for your phone. Um, like if you have one of the on-screen controls, uh, I would say probably not just cause, just cause the controls can get a little finicky. Um, once again, I mean, once I got on keyboard, it was a lot easier to do. Uh, it just, it seemed like controller response was really horrible. Um, I mean, I, I ended up dying there on one particular part. You're running from this, uh, this crocodile. His name is Frank. Um, mm-hmm. You're running from him. He's not as cute as like the ones from Animal Crossing. Trust me, he's, oh, he's the, <laughs> the chungus. Uh, he, <laughs> but you're you're trying to uh, kind of escape him, and you're having. To, I mean, it is no matter what route you go, it's one of those that comes down to the last second, and you'd go to jump up on the uh, on the deal, but the game would just kind of push you just a little bit too far past where you couldn't jump up and grab the ledge. But then when I switched over to keyboard, I didn't really have that problem. Um, I thought it was. I thought it may have been my controller, but it turns out my controller doesn't have any input latency. So it. I don't know if it's just maybe something in the game itself with its response time to controllers. I don't know. Uh, so I would probably say not on mobile at the moment unless you have a good, uh, a good controller like attachment that you set your phone in. Uh, is it actually out on mobile? Or is it on like the Apple? Uh, what arcade? is it? Arcade or the Google Arcade or whatever they call their. Uh, I I didn't see any not. listings for it, but I figured with how it looks and how the the low processing power mm-hmm. that it requires, it would probably be a good one. It, uh, it could definitely become a thing in the future because I think uh, I think HitSense has a tendency to try to push things to other platforms too. Because I know mm-hmm. Forgotten and um, when I covered it, it originally was also just on. Um, I think Mac and Windows, but then they pushed it to other consoles. And if I'm not mistaken, they might be pushing it to to mobile if they haven't already. And yeah, it, and it kind of controls the same as this in a lot of ways. It's just forgotten and it's more graphics intensive because it's not just a little 32 bit. It's actually like a full anime cinematic type of game. Yeah, it it's currently on for platforms: Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Microsoft Windows, Mac OS, and Macintosh operating systems. I was unaware of the PlayStation 4. I did not know they re- went ahead and released it for that as well. <laughs> yeah. I will say, um, on uh, if you do decide to get it while it's on sale at some point, you can buy it bundled with the soundtrack. It does have a very, very 
nice soundtrack. Um, if you can find it cheap enough on sale, I would I would get it with the soundtrack just because it's it's very pleasant. It's a nice one to have kind of just playing in the background while you're doing work and stuff. Almost like a it doesn't have like a lo-fi sound to it, but it's just kind of like that same kind of chill atmosphere and a lot of the songs on it. It was a, it was a very nice soundtrack, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, there was only one uh, one scene in the whole game that actually had speaking um it wasn't dialogue because it was it was more of a monologue uh you actually hear this crow speak for the first time it was the only time that there was actually any um voiceover work done in it so if you're gonna you know say pick it up and stream it you'll want to do all the the dialogue itself um and on, on that you can actually change the dialogue speed to run better but it becomes kind of difficult to pause mid dialogue so if you're trying to focus on chat you may actually you may actually miss something in the uh in the game itself so it's kind of one of those if you're going to stream it you got to kind of be quick to back and forth on it but it wasn't too bad mm-hmm. uh anani bob popgate questions thoughts did you guys do what do you guys know about ministry broadcast have you guys touched it yourselves what do you think i haven't touched it myself i tried to get it whenever we were bringing it up for this uh i was going to get it on Twitch, but it was actually not available on uh their online store quite yet so i don't know i know that they have released it but it's still difficult to find on their online store and i don't know if maybe that was like they just released it or it's coming or they they moved it to uh like a hard copy i can't imagine they would do that no, but no, i don't think it, i don't think it would be on i don't even know if they have hard copies of it necessarily <laughs> yeah, I, yet, so. but I just it's, it seems like too small of a game for that to, to be the case but uh the only time games like that get a hard copy is if they make a deal with limited edition uh gotcha right um, no the only question i had and uh if you haven't seen the game this question will seem weird is uh is the crow your friend <laughs> That's a loaded question. <laughs> that crow is uh it, it's a little bit of both. By the way, I did just look into it. It actually doesn't come to switch until April. Okay. Um, oh, and okay. that would uh, that would explain why I did not know where. Yeah, and PS4 is to be announced as of right now. It is coming. They just ha- don't have a date yet. Um the crow starts out every time you die in that game, that crow drops some kind of smart ass little rem- sorry, he's just he, he's a triggering little crow, but uh <laughs> but later on he does kind of try to help you through certain things. Um it's kind of one of those like uh thorn in your side but still helpful relationships um, is he like uh like gladys from uh or glados from portal 2 that is uh that is actually people have told me that is a perfect comparison because okay. i when i was playing i haven't played portal or portal 2 myself but people were saying that in chat so it was that i would say yes <laughs> good i'm glad i agreed with your chat <laughs> yeah yeah he's uh he's smart he drops some little smart alecky quips here and there and it kind of makes it funny you know while you're sitting there playing it's like because you, you you can die over and over and over and the crow will just come down to your body and tell you and say something smart like uh you know oh you survived not or you know <laughs> you really die in every reality or my favorite one um was pain is your way of t- uh, is your body's way of telling you you suck and I was like, oh, oh dang. <laughs> so, yeah, he he's a he's like a chaotic, good kind of character. Right. <laughs> he's just trying to make you better. That's all it was. Yeah. It's yeah. That, that little league coach that you see the baseball little league coach on a on the little online videos where he just walks up. He's like, hey, I don't know what your dad's been telling you, but it's not it, it is about whether we win or lose. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <you know? laughs> 
It's kind of the uh, it's he's nagging you. <laughs> yes, he's, he's yeah, silently say... got up. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you... Oh, I was just gonna say I did I did only notice um, through both playthroughs there was one particular spot where. Um, there's a there's almost like a glitching in it. Um, almost the entire game ran really smooth, uh, except for this one part. Now it doesn't like cause you to die or anything. It's just a noticeable glitch when you're trying to jump on this moving platform. Your body just like sticks halfway through it for a few seconds, and it happened on both playthroughs. So um, I don't know if it's just a bug in the game that maybe somebody needs to reach out and be like, hey, I don't know if y'all want to take a look at this. But aside from that, the game runs really smooth. Uh, like I said, a little bit lengthy respawn times, but aside from that, it was. It was a pretty smooth running game. Mm-hmm. That's always uh, important for me. Yeah. <laughs> is the game designed around the idea that you're going to be doing those those puzzles like a billion times, or is it is it more of a like just sort of a hap, like it it's like it's that way because uh, the controls are a little wonky, or did they design it so that it has this infuriating sense of redoing things? Uh, I, I think it was I think it was kind of like that because it you know it doesn't give you any tips or tricks or anything on how to get through it like no tutorials on how to get through any of these things like yeah. uh, you'll see just like you'll see a switch on the wall and you're gonna have to figure out how to get to that switch but it won't like there won't be any kind of big sign pointing to the switch or anything it's just like well that switch does something I don't know what yet <laughs> but I gotta go I gotta go hit it and then like sometimes you'll hit the switch and it won't be time to hit it and it'll drop a box on your head or something oh man you know, you get crushed by this box, and then of course Crow comes down, says something dickish, and then you have to try again. But uh, yeah, it's very, uh, it, it's one of those where you have to like essentially learn as you go. So you're gonna die, you know, a lot because you do have to kind of learn. But it's intuitive enough to where you're not gonna just be lost trying to figure these things out. It's like you'll see, you will see something that'll be like, oh, okay, okay, I got to do something with that, and then you'll just kind of figure it out as you go. It's it, it's pretty intuitive on on stuff like that, which is good. You know, it, it kind of gives you that sense of, uh, you know, challenge, but not so much brain. that you're not going to, you know, rage quit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm a really, really smart guy. Right. You're going you're gonna to get that. You're like, oh, yeah, I got through that one. And <laughs> you go through it the second time. You're like, man, how did I, how did it take me so long to get through that the first time? But yeah, it's, it, it was, it was a good game though. I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, Especially considering I'm a I'm a big fan, you know. Anybody who listens to the show knows I'm a huge fan of these story driven narratives and stuff. So it's because you don't have to have, in my opinion, you don't have to have these huge smooth graphics to make a great game as long as the story's there. And and this mm-hmm. one had a great one. So it it just the short run time is the only reason I say go on and wait till it goes on sale. Yeah. I was really hoping that you were going to say I'm a big fan of George Orwell, and <laughs> everybody knows that about me. <laughs> yeah, I actually I actually have the. Um, it's hidden somewhere in my books. I have one of those uh, heat activated copies of 1984. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That is yeah, really cool. I like I like Orwell novels. So, Green, do you have any yeah. thoughts or questions on this? Uh, no, I, honestly, I not really. No. Okay. It, it's definitely very interesting. Uh, like I'm, I'm not huge into the. Uh, you know, 2D platformer style games, but uh, it's definitely something that is worth looking into when it is on sale. Mm-hmm. So I had a, a kind of a thought. Um, obviously, this game is well has only been out since I saw the uh, the release date was January twentieth of this year, mm-hmm. or January thirtieth of this year. 
if they were to release like a five dollar expansion or dlc would you end up picking that up if it continued the story yeah they would have to they would have to do something completely different with the story um just because there's at the end of the at the end of the game there's kind of no way to continue this particular story but if they if they did like one of those uh, so if like layers of fear um y'all heard me talk about it before they did a dlc that was uh it was like a long distance sequel and it was a very 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 short run through of the the kid's life i could see them doing something like that on a continuation from the other side of the wall maybe uh for a five dollar pickup, I I would definitely do something like that. Or I mean, if if they even just did something along this style for a five dollar pickup, I mean, I would I would do it. Uh, just because I mean, it, to expand upon a really good story is is really good in my opinion. Um, and and kind of to backtrack to the point of the whole fact that it just came out back in January is surprising because the only reason I even know about this game was DreamHack Dallas of last year hmm. is when I first tested this game out, and. Uh, we've talked a lot of crap about that crow. Well, that crow has its own Twitter account, and I mentioned something about the crow being an a hole, and he commented uh, on on the deal about you know something about just trying to help. And I I took that opportunity to say, hey, at DreamHack Dallas, there was a T shirt at the HitSense booth that had your face on it, and I to this day regret pulling the trigger on buying it. To which this a hole responds with a picture of the shirt, says, "You mean this one?" <laughs> that'd be the one thanks for reminding me <laughs> so it's like there's almost like an ARG with this stupid crow on Twitter <laughs> how expensive of a game would you buy that was just the backstory for that crow mm. dude that... that would be the perfect DLC honestly <laughs> like you get to play you get to do almost the same thing but you get to play the part of the crow it'd be right? oh, I, I would pay $75 probably no I'm kidding but <laughs> <laughs> You actually I, go into other people's games, and while they're trying to finish the game, and you just have to say mean things to them. Yeah, every time they die, like, oh, what am I going to say this time? Yeah. Your mother was a hamster. <laughs> <laughs> There's one where he flies down, and he says, I fly in your general direction, because there are a lot of little pop culture references through the whole thing. <laughs> um, I won't spoil any of them, but if you get a chance to go out of your – if you play it, and you get a chance to go out of your way to go to another area – do it like if you see there are two ways and one of them says exit go the other way first because there's always like some kind of little pop culture reference in there uh and and they're actually pretty funny it, it's pretty incredible uh it's like little monty python things here and there some beatles references and stuff it's just it, it's it was really cool that's awesome awesome uh anything else on ministry of broadcast that we want to talk about no, nah, I would just say don't take uh, don't take uh, the the political satire too much to heart because it can uh, it can get to points where you're thinking that it's it may be feeling like it's attacking your own political beliefs or something, but take it all at face value. It's not. It's mm -hmm. like it's just making jokes about just kind of the state of the world as it is, and combining it with this dystopian future. So play it, but just don't don't be like so close-minded <laughs> <laughs> jokes about politics for politics sake <laughs> exactly it's like they're making fun of all of it not just you yep yeah uh awesome do you guys want to take a break or move on to our next topic i could use a bottle of water take a quick uh, two minute break same yeah yes. i'm almost out of water cool. all right guys we'll be back in about two minutes stay right there 
<laughs> all right we are back man i was really hoping that i was going to get him uh talking with his mouth full it looks like he was shoving some food in his mouth what do you got there uh it was a beautiful cutie and i ate the entire thing but green's still right there above you on screen <laughs> you're gonna make him blush <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you guys ready to talk about um, this next game? Yeah. All right. So, the game that uh, I played, this was on, during the um, Steam uh, Games Festival, which, did you guys uh, check out any of the stuff from the uh, Steam Games Festival? Yeah, I played, uh, I have them all over here on the other screen, uh, Super Liminal. Heavenly Bodies, which was super fun. Yeah, we did Heavenly Bodies together, and then we did Filament together. And uh, Roki Yeah, well. Roki. Yeah, I forgot about that um, one as well. Heavenly Bodies is hilarious. Yeah, oh my uh, god. <laughs> um, you play as two uh, spacemen, and the controls are the kind of like, the game itself is that you're trying to figure out how to deal with the controls, so you can move your arms and grab things, and then you can kick with your legs, and like this weird like... You know, like, human fall flat? It's, like, yeah. kind of that idea, but you have no gravity. Yeah. Um, oh, so, you're, you're so you're just grabbing things and flinging. And uh, the worst part about it is when you're playing two players and you're in this tiny little space station and you have to navigate the fact that you have to get around one another. And mm. every time you grab the other person, the they go to throw you or you go to throw them. They throw themselves <laughs> because physics is hard yeah <laughs> isaac newton is a jerk and i'm not happy he made the third law so uh no it's a great it's a great little two-player game it's a lot of fun yeah all mm. the ones that we tested i feel like didn't we wish list all of them i did yeah, yeah. i think super liminal is already um, out it's about to come out on the switch yeah um but it's already out on pc and it it's a really cool concept it's the you use perspective to make things big or small so mm. Uh, like you pick up a cutie from the desk and then you look at it for like you put it up against a wall really away and then you let go and it would be like as big as you think it would be if it were across yeah. the room so it's just like a game of like resizing things by picking them up and like looking down at the floor looking up at the ceiling hmm. um it's it's a really fun game and then what what was the game that we played last summer that you were on a ship that was where you were like only had the computer buddy it was oh uh it was the hexagons i don't know remember yeah, the I, name of the game i can't remember but filament is like the cute version of it but it was a <laughs> lot of fun um mm. but you are basically coming onto a ship and most of the crew is missing and besides this one person who is kind of like the narrator of the game she talks to you over the intercom as you're like rehooking up the ship and help and kind of discovering what happened and i you don't know if she's like locked away or something you're just trying to basically get everything back online yeah and then the big the big gimmick of that game is the puzzles are uh you have like a string of rope attached to you and you have to wrap the rope around these pylons and so some pylons will be colored. And so like you have to wrap around the orange pylon so you can go to the dark orange pylon to light it up and then move on. And so like the whole game is kind of around this concept of wrapping rope around these sticks. 
And uh, it's a really interesting puzzle mechanic, but it is is it is frustrating to think that way. It, it, it was it was difficult to get into the mindset of... because you you can't cross anything and you have to leave a clear path for you for the exit so you have to figure out ways to basically completely wrap the room but still give you a way to get out and not cross any of the paths awesome sorry we were having a conversation there in chat uh so um <laughs> mr greenley <laughs> Did you have uh, any games that you tried out during the Steam uh, Games Festival? Um, n no, because I was in a, a car 25 hours straight. Ah, that would do so it. I, I missed the wholesale, yeah. Uh, one thing I do have a question uh, for uh, those two is, have you guys tried Degrees of Separation? The game? Remind me what that is. I feel like we have played that. Yeah. It's like one of them is hot and one of them is cold. And you have to like go through and uh, solve puzzles to get these scarves. And it's like very story driven. I don't it's know like, we have. Yeah. I'm gonna, I know I'm, we're, look, we're looking up. I, it sounds like. I feel like, so. I feel like I've definitely seen this and I thought we would. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have seen that game. We and we've wanted it. to play it, yeah. but we have not got to play it yet. Yeah. I, I, I would say y'all would be interested in that if you if you play a lot of multiplayer games. Like, yeah. Um, there's me and my fiance play it on PlayStation, and it, it's, it's pretty decent. It's, yeah. It's a fun game. Adding it to the list. I'm writing <laughs> it down. There's actually a game that we're meaning to play just because the name is uh, kind of serendipitous called The Rabbit and the Owl. And uh, same sort of concept where one place one person plays an owl and they're sort of a black character and they can only interact with black objects. And then the rabbit is a white character and they can only interact with white objects. And it's then... like light and darkness. And yeah. you have to like use those things because um, you'll have to manipulate something to lift it up so the other person can get through or vice versa. Yeah. And it's like <clears throat> a little platforming two-person puzzle game and we got to test it at pax south, south last year mm -hmm. and it was a lot of fun so we bought it as soon as we got back brief interjection about that i actually passed by them at pax south i was walking out to go get lunch with some friends i saw and i was about to turn around and say something but everybody was like still walking so i just kept walking i was like so i messaged her on on instagram i was like hey i'm pretty sure i just saw y'all walk in <laughs> <laughs> I, but i didn't get to say hi so maybe we'll see if we ended up never crossing I paths know, never. again but but i just thought it was kind of funny at pack south last year that mm. we, we did we crossed paths right there in the entry door and i was like i'm hungry <laughs> <laughs> understandable great decision <laughs> we're not that important so. it was a life it was a life and death decision and, and i chose yeah. that I'm, i get it you needed that hot dog i get yeah. it it was it was important uh real quick padre did you try anything during the games uh festival so i didn't technically try anything from the the game festival itself but adult swim games actually had a stay at home sale um where almost all of adult swim games and it's still going on by the way uh so i figured this would actually be the perfect time to tell you guys about this 80 percent off on almost every uh released adult swim game so like rick and morty's virtual rickality and duck game death's gambit and all those i mean just a whole bunch of 80 percent off so we're talking like two dollars a piece three dollars a piece um and out of that i got to try out death's gambit which is also another you know like me 2d you know 2d side scrolling platformer um it had a very kind of dead cells feel to it uh it was pretty good uh i liked it 
highly recommend it's it's from twenty dollars down to four um so it's it's a highly recommend another one uh i actually played this back when it was on xbox game pass but it is also marked down from twenty dollars to four uh it's called headlander where you actually control like a space helmet with a head in it and you fly around and you actually use your head to like dock in and unlock doors and stuff on a spaceship um it's a lot of fun but i just i felt like that kind of needed to be brought up that uh on top of the the steam games festival sale there's also the adult swim stay at home sale going on and i mean there's only out of their what 40 50 games that they have on steam only like five of them are not on sale for 80 percent off so it's at least worth browsing through um i've seen people play virtual rickality uh it's hilarious if you have a vr headset but those are the those are the ones that i i tried out that were on sale during this time even though they technically weren't a part of the steam sale they were on sale on steam <laughs> yeah um i have a story about the virtual reality but before that before i forget this adult swim also has uh a lot of their cartoons and everything else up for free viewing right now mm-hmm. um again for the stay home social dis- uh, distancing uh efforts that a lot of media companies are being very kind by giving a lot of content out to entertain people while they're not supposed to be going to work or going out um but my story about the reality uh my experience with it was here they opened up a vr arcade um at one of the city-owned locations entertainment locations over the summer and so me and my general sales manager at the time for those who don't know i work at a radio station were invited um I actually wasn't invited. I went in somebody else's place um, because I was the next nerdy person really to to understand anything and be able to actually talk about anything. So I went and I tried that out because I tried, you know, super hot already and I had already tried Beat Saber. So I'm like, you know, let me try this out. I'm like, they expect you to get through this in like an hour here at this location because <laughs> it's like 20 bucks an hour for a VR arcade there. I'm like, woof um so yeah that was that but uh so back to the uh steam uh games festival the game that i i tried out three games i tried out 100 days ember and playcraft um i won't be talking about playcraft i tried it out a little bit it did not grab me right away um i did play through the full demo of 100 days which i'll talk about now and then i'll talk about ember next week but yeah, so 100 Days is a winemaking simulator. Um, I actually did my first YouTube video on it. For anyone that is curious, they can head on over to the uh, YouTube channel for the uh, podcast or for now myself. Um, so the way that it works is um, you have this grid on the screen that you manage that is your basically your the tasks you can handle in a day it's you know weeding and harvesting and pressing and bottling all that stuff um it's by the the game is by uh, broken arm games um sorry that that's just a little tangent there um there's a lot of stuff in this demo that were that was blocked there's a lot of uh buildings and features where they they just put up a sign and said um 
this is not yet available or this is a work in progress. So about a third of the game was uh, was unavailable to me is what I had about was what I'd estimate. Um, so like I said, the main part of the game is that you have this grid uh, that's your farm where you rotate and put these pieces um and to manage your task for the day and each task is larger or smaller depending on on how much time it's supposed to consume and you kind of fit, fit these in like jigsaw pieces um you go through the whole process of weeding planting caring for your crops and then other micromanaging things um like you're it looks like you're going to be able to control the temps and other uh aspects of the actual wine making process um you also kind of go through the whole fermentation process of like selecting yeasts and aging in barrels what kind of barrels choosing the tanks that you ferment in um temperatures of all that stuff like how much do you press the grapes you know do you really smash the hell out of the grapes and get all sorts of tannin and therefore more body out of it or do you like just do like a light press like little kitten paws uh and have like a lighter sweeter wine all that stuff um and then you finally get to like the point where you choose the bottle and how like what kind of bottle you know with color with like what kind of cork and you know you get like tasting notes on it for like um oh somebody just pointed something out to me thank you um but yeah so you kind of go through the whole thing and the whole process of making uh making wine um i do have some criticisms for the game right now first off some of the language is a little wonky um I, I looked it up italian or i'm sorry uh broken arm Ga broken arm games is an italian uh dev team um so some of that probably just needs to go through a few localization uh filters and they'll, they'll probably be good uh just like the phrasing or like missing a proposition kind of stuff um i will say the art and the music is really 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 pleasing um the settings were locked so like right when i loaded up the demo the music was really fucking loud you can actually hear it in the video like i launched the game connected or uh set up obs all that stuff and just fucking loud um i remember i had to adjust the sound quite a bit um overall good experience art like i said is great it just kind of stinks that this demo like I said, I feel like about a third of the game was kind of inaccessible and you only go through one season and like you start in spring and then you end in the next spring. So there's not a whole hell of a lot of time to really get the cadence and the rhythm of the game and to see, you know, oh, what happens when I, you know, affected, uh, affect it with storing it in 65 degrees as opposed to 85 degrees, stuff like that. Um, Otherwise, it was worth uh, picking up. Uh, I'm not sure what they're planning on retailing for. I probably wouldn't pick this up for much more than five or ten dollars at most. Um, I can definitely see this if you are someone who likes management games and really likes getting into the nitty gritty of, of management games. Um, this is probably going to be one for you. Um, 
I'm not sure really where it stacks up compared to other management games. I'm not a huge, I'm not like super into them. Uh, they don't tend to be, you know, outside of like Roller Coaster Tycoon 2. Uh, and there's not a lot of management games that I really uh, have, have a lot of experience in. Um, but yeah, that's that's 100 Days. Um, did you guys see that or check anything out on that or thoughts, opinions, questions you want out there? Uh, I, I haven't seen anything on it myself uh, until now, but I will say, like, looking at it, it, it seems like it would actually be kind of like a chill game to play once the full release comes out and they work out any bugs, anything, just kind of sit around and just almost like a Minecraft-esque type game where you just kind of just chill back, do your own thing. Um, I, I would be interested in trying it once it's fully fully done and released instead of in demo mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, one big question I had was like, how quickly do you ramp up to doing stuff? Because my experience with any management game is it either they don't ha hold your hand at all and like you're completely lost or it takes forever for you to get to the point where you're making your own decisions. So like mm -hmm. in the demo, at least, did you ramp up quickly and you were actually uh, making your own wine? Yeah, you mistakes. you go through the whole you go through the whole process making your own choices to getting like you start selling a wine at the very end of the demo and start making a new one. Um, so yeah, it's very quick within like a within a few rounds you are selling a wine and seeing uh how much money you make off of it. Uh, apparently, the Chardonnay I made was shit. Um, <laughs> you're not gonna knock it out of the park on your first try. It yeah, was a short an A. It was a short uh, an A. Should have gone it, with like a rosé. That would have been way easier for your first. I mean, come on, man. I, I know. Well, you know, I just I'm classy. You know, I figure I want to sell this to Italian restaurants. I was thinking a nice Chardonnay to go with the fish, or you know, maybe the the alfredo um the pasta alfredo but i just i fell flat on my face i should have gone with a merlot it really should have I really should have gone with a merlot and you know it you just have chardonnay all over your face <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know you, you can't just go from chardonnay to uh riesling just you just can't uh, <laughs> i would like to see some other like I could see this having like some expansions. Like it'd be kind of cool to see them do like, okay, we got grape wine in there. What about doing some uh, strawberry or cherry wine or um, maybe what other fruits can we ferment? Uh, you know, well, you, technically mead is a wine. It's made out of honey, which fucking mead is delicious. Meat is amazing, and we actually have a winery here in uh, it locally that makes a mojito wine and a prickly pear wine that's both are just absolutely outstanding. This is going to sound weird, but I've made dandelion wine. Hot. Ooh. But you've <laughs> made it? I've made it, yeah. Um, oh, now, it? I didn't drink it. And here's the big reason I didn't drink it was I didn't totally trust where I got the dandelions didn't have a lot of pesticides, but I went through the process. So I went, I picked all organic. the, what's that? They, no, they, they were not organic dandelions. Dang it. <laughs> um, so I went through the process. I, I collected the dandelions. I cut the stems and basically boiled the le the yellow leaves, the flower leaves. 
let that sit for a couple days and steep. So I had a dandelion uh, tea. Uh, then I cut some citrus, uh, some uh, navel oranges specifically, squeezed out all, as much juice as I could, added sugar, added yeast, put it into a airtight container and put it in the bottom of my closet, covered, and then burped it every so often for about burping. Uh, for those who aren't familiar with like fermentation and whatever else is uh, yeast alcohol is produced by yeast when sugar absorbs is, is absorbed by the yeast and the alcohol is in a sense uh, the waste product and the a part of the other waste product is carbonation so you'll you'll have to you have to burp an airtight container so it doesn't explode on you um, and so usually like you just take like a balloon or you have like these little airlocks that are self burping it like a little airlock that's about this big and it's like a loop um, that has water in it. And you'll actually see like, you know, little bubbles come out of it. But if you don't have that, then you just like take a balloon over your airtight or over your container and you just just, you know, a little bit of air out of it. So I got it all the way through to the point where, OK, fermentation happened. I could smell the alcohol. <laughs> I'm like, cool. I actually made alcohol. <laughs> but I don't trust this because there's probably a shit ton of pesticides. So it was a fun experiment. It cost me basically nothing to do. And uh, I can do it again at some point. I just haven't had the time. Um, but you can make dandelion wine. It's a very easy process. Uh, wine is a very easy product to make at home. Uh, you can overdo it if you're not careful though on the alcohol, <laughs> because if you don't have, there's, there's different, there's different measuring, uh, implements, but if you don't have them, sometimes it's just guesswork <laughs> and it depends on the yeast you get. Cause you can get like, uh, uh, you can get specifically yeast for, um, for making champagne and that produces a lot of, uh, a lot of byproduct uh it can produce more alcohol and it can produce more um more carbonation so it's a very <laughs> it, but yeah so you know doing it would be cool to see more options in the game other than just grapes um even though grapes are like i know just from trying to find a wine for like a date uh, you have a dozen, dozens of variations of grapes and like a million different varieties of wines between like a dry red, white red, rosé, you know, Merlot, Chardonnay, all that other shit. So it'd be cool to see some more of those other options uh, in this game or as like expansion packs or something. Uh, but yeah, that's 100 days. Sorry to go off on a tangent on how to make alcohol, but it's... <laughs> Why? I, I found it informative. Too fancy. It's called a geometry fetish. You get off on a tangent. <laughs> Boo. Boo this man. Uh, I appreciate he's getting my, Yeah, he's getting my stamp of approval. <laughs> okay. Do um, you guys have any other thoughts, questions, opinions you want to share on 100 Days? I'm curious about giving your expertise in making wine. How close <laughs> was it to the real thing? Um, you know, the aging, like waiting for the aging process and all that stuff is pretty accurate. It seems, um, the, I think a lot of it, uh, from what I know of distilling and fermentation and, you know, 
how you extract the mash and you know choosing like very specific things for specific flavors you know like how you age it and you know what is it going to be an oak barrel or like a mahogany barrel or whatever all that is i think pretty accurate um what i don't know because i'm not a sommelier i don't know what things actually affect the taste of wine i don't know how accurate the tasting is because like it, at the end of it it's like you do like a wine tasting and it tells you oh this has like citrus notes and you know it it has an aftertaste of lemongrass but has a front end bite of oak bark or you know shit like that and so i'm like would doing the things i did actually give it that flavor like how do they have like a sommelier who knows the intricate processes of making wine to give them these detailed notes and be like oh yeah this you know french vineyard here you know they're known for using this grape variety they use this yeast which gives them this flavor it's kind of a bready flavor and then they you know put it in an oak barrel for in like 65 degrees uh for like two years and then they bottle it in a green bottle and that's when it gets the shelves and then you know all that stuff gives it this full body and whatever else i don't know how accurate that is yeah i'm pretty sure the color of the bottle affects it a lot <laughs> uh, isn't the sommelier the currency from the sims <laughs> you're thinking no. simoleons <laughs> that's the one uh, color of the bottle actually does affect the longevity and the uh, flavor of a lot of alcohols like wine because the enemy of alcohol and a lot of um, stuff is uh, light, UV light. Mm -hmm. That was light. Yeah. So like <laughs> doing like a green alcoholic. <laughs> so like doing like a green bottle uh, or a brown bottle protects um, your product for longer than a clear bottle. So I think we're in agreement that we're going to have an episode where about making and, <laughs> and alcohol in general, because you get into it. Like you're going ham here <laughs> and I approve. There's I'm a little geeky for it. People have seen me <laughs> seen like drink on, on the St. Patrick's day episode. We could have done this. <laughs> People have seen like, me like drink on stream wine. <laughs> i i i do re impromptu beer reviews on the stream often <laughs> um, but that's the uh that's 100 days it'll be interesting to see um uh i do have another one here that we can talk another uh, topic i wanted to go into if you guys don't mind um insurgency insurgency sandstorm put out an update uh, which I wanted to talk about because it had been a little while since they put anything out. Um, and I mean, I love the game and I kind of want to get my thoughts out on there. So the basics of this update, new map, two new guns and mod support. I'll uh, start with the map. The new map is really nice to look at. It's not brown and dusty like every other fucking map on the goddamn game. Um, just as a quick aside, I really do not know why they haven't added night maps to the game. They have had a few night maps for a couple game modes, but why do we not have just competitive night maps still? Um, 
that'd be something that would breathe a whole new life into the game uh, on its own. They don't need to be, if they just add night maps, they effectively double <laughs> their map count. Um, but yeah, the, the new map, it's called uh, Power Plant, I think. It's green, it's lush, it has, you know, actual grass, you know, green grass and foliage and things that look alive and vibrant. Um, so, and that's a really nice change of pace. It looks really nice. It plays very well. I do like that. The new guns are all right. Nothing particularly special. They are more assault rifles in a game that already has plenty of assault rifles. New World Interactive why um they're only available on one class so each side insurgents and uh, security both get a new gun but they're only available in one class and that is the advisor uh okay fine and uh, and i will say they also removed two guns from those two classes uh and just left them on the marksman it was the erb for or the ebr for security and then the was the sks i think no it was the dragon of or did the uh, sdk so what i'm what i'm really annoyed with on on that aspect is why do we keep the classes so narrow in the original insurgency uh classes had a long variety of or had a long list of weapons they could use i shouldn't say a long list of weapons they had a broader list of weapons that crossed over sorry i'm getting very passionate um that cross between classes like a specialist can use an ar an smg and a shotgun um i don't know why they keep this these narrow loadout options um especially for some of the classes that are kind of deemed um necessary uh like commander and observer those are really necessary classes if you're playing anything competitively they should have the broadest web the broadest loadouts possible and they really don't um so that's just some thoughts there that i have uh for the weapons um i didn't get a chance to check out any mods there were weren't any yet available it's right there in the game it's on a launcher or uh, right there on like the front main page of the game um from what i understand it's going to include weapon skins character skins custom apps and game modes all things i like especially weapon skins um and custom maps if some good custom maps come out i'm gonna be very happy game modes uh I'd really like to see someone bring back some of the old game modes from previous, uh, from the original Insurgency or from the Day of Infamy mod. Um, like, I'd really love to see, uh, I think it was survival mode in the original Insurgency where you played at night. You were outgunned by the people who, or by the uh, bots. There's a PvE game, uh, game mode, you know, outgunned by the people or by the uh, by the opposition, and the more people that you killed and more points that you took in the game, the better weapons you can get. I really like that game mode. I would love to see it back. Um, so yeah, just kind of overall thoughts on the game uh, or on the new update. It's a good it's a good step in the right direction, but it's really not enough. This game needs more content to keep people interested in playing. The game gets very stale. Uh, so 
we need more maps we need broader weapon uh selections a long time ago we needed night maps a long time ago we needed more game modes a long time ago and not just a one-off game mode in a rotation um nwi you guys need to add more content to the game content is king and without it the game's lifespan will not be extended much further i know a lot of us have said this big fry uh has said this i've said this on a few different occasions i've played with my friend nine baz and people in his chat have said this i don't think you guys have not heard this i hope you guys have heard it a couple times now it's true um I think uh, Padre has some has some ish he wants to get out here too. Uh, do what? I'm sorry. You have some ish. You, you got to dish out to NWI quick. Oh, put content in the game, you shits. No, that's not it. Oh, get me the content <laughs> you promised me. Just because I put an oiled up fat dude slide on a slip and slide in your DMs and telling you I'm sliding into your DMs. When you say, hey, reach out to me, I'll get you a game key. And then you don't even respond. You don't even leave me on red. I'm like, come on. A acknowledge my fat dude sliding into your DMs. I don't get to do this very often. And you can at least, at least acknowledge me and say, you know what? Because you approach this in an immature manner. No. Don't just, don't just not look at it. It's, it's comic gold and you need to open your Twitter DMs. <laughs> Sorry. All right, I'm good. I put content uh, in the games. <laughs> um, yeah, that's been like my biggest gripe with the game, really. I mean, the game is great. It's just con updates are slow. Um, and I get it. They're working on console ports. But fuck. <laughs> fuck, man. They just they... plays console. Seriously. I... Uh, uh, you a month and a half ago Shut up. I'm, try I'm trying to i'm trying to be the hype man here okay i'm trying to be like i'm trying to be like the angry angry translator to his professionalism <laughs> he's trying to he's trying to approach this from a very professional standpoint and i'm like listen here listen here motherfuckers exactly um, you're forgetting the head bob though the, the only re the only reason you, nah, nah, no, I'm gonna leave it at that. So I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get sideways because I haven't had a chance to play the game when I was told I was gonna get a game key. So <laughs> let's be clear. I, I think you and I had a Twitter interaction, and I said, said they responded in some way that implied they would give you a stream key. They're like, um, I think I, I made a joke exactly. about, I think I made a joke. I tagged them and said maybe Insurgency will give you a free game. They said, said something. They said something about it. He said, "Well, maybe they'll hook you up with a game key." And they responded with a Chris Pratt GIF that said, "I can do that." And above it said, "Shoot us a DM." <laughs> I don't know. The implications there are pretty strong. NWI. Where's my girl Kara at? Where is my girl Kara at? Kara, let's figure this out together. <laughs> Something I'm like, yet. I'm actually such an entitled brat for just like <laughs> wanting a free copy of what is it, a $20 game? Yeah, <laughs> $30 game. I think Seriously, it's actually on sale right now. It again. <laughs> it's the principle. It is the, it is the principle of the thing. They said they would do it. Follow through. Yeah. Wait, uh, Green, didn't I give you a free copy of the game? <laughs> uh, well, I bought one and then I won a free copy. The uh, yearly thing. Yeah, um, I might have a game key though. 
I'll send you. The, I'll send you the same GIF. We'll and take if I don't it. get a response. So uh, let just, me ask. Uh, the we'll slide it. Gave it to you. So what do we need to do? <laughs> <laughs> so just do not for... give it to Reverend Finn. <laughs> taking. Uh, I'm now taking. Bribes. Points. <laughs> yeah. So just real quick, for full transparency, when we did a year uh, special in um, of the podcast, this was before Rev and Green Elite were co-hosts. This is when Ren Dishens was still my co-host. Uh, we were giving away a game every week for a retweet contest. Um, I think it was the second week when we had the actual, it was actually the week where we actual one year anniversary of the show with uh sean zom we were giving away a copy of insurgency sandstorm that we got for that uh we got for free from the devs i had reached out to them said hey i'm doing this can you know i love the game would i be able to give a game away for free and uh i got a message from an nwi kara that said hey just want to make sure this is you is this you i'm like yeah this is me she goes awesome here's a free uh game key let us know whenever you give it away uh, the person who won the retweet con uh, contest was a prize pig bot, um, just someone who retweeted stuff whenever it said, win a free something, retweet this, uh, and they never responded to my messages. So after 30 days, um, I had it, and I'm just like, okay, I guess I'm just going to draw again for this, and Mr. Green Elite won. Uh, before he was uh, a co-host. Actually, I won like three days in a row. And True. I told you to keep redrawing it because I didn't win any. So. Yeah. The, the prize pool was not very large and I just didn't remove his name from it. So that's why he has a key. And um, a spot on the show now. Yeah, and a spot was, on the that show. That is eventually what he won. <laughs> and he won a place in all of our hearts. I See, I'm only here because I'm like I'm the comic relief that's like the dog in the lab coat that just says I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> that's how I got my spot on here. Oh no, we we wanted you for for that beard. We had to show like just levels I of beard. Fucking knew it. Um. Alright, so that's the Insurgency Sandstorm update uh, with lots of tangents and stuff. Uh, Green, is there anything that you want to talk about? I had a nice vacation. <laughs> so, let me just ask, 25, uh, 25 hour drive, what did you do to entertain yourself? Oh, shit, I watched... I didn't watch Hulu while I was driving. At all. What didn't you watch? <laughs> I didn't watch Scrubs for 10 hours straight. If you had, that would have been a solid choice. It, I, I'm, I'm sure it would have if I yeah, if I would have been watching Hulu while I was driving. Uh, yeah, that would have been a solid choice. Yeah, no. I definitely didn't do that, though. No. What's your, well, the, the, who's your favorite character from Scrubs? Oh, Turkleton. Oh, really? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, oh, I'm a Doctor Kelso man myself. Uh, he's he's a, every character on that show is fantastic. Uh, but my my dog, his name is her name is Tank, and I call her Tankleton, like Turkleton, <laughs> because Kelso calls Tur mm -hmm. Turkleton. It's great. It's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. So. Um. 
I mean, I hit the end of my notes. There's not a lot for news except for the fact that everything is on fire and we're not supposed to leave our homes. Um, we did this last week, which we talked about just some like suggestions for social distancing. I figure I'll extend that to you guys. What are some games you guys suggest for uh, for social dis- uh, distancing right now? Oh, I thought you were saying ways to social distance, not games for social distancing. Uh, games to entertain yourself both. while you're while you have <laughs> we got we uh for games for social distancing. What do you got? Uh, so pretty much, I, I had tweeted a little thread. I had put one together for um Twitter, and we're gonna keep coming back to it, but. Legitimately, anything by Supermassive. Supergiant. Supergiant, sorry. Supermassive. Supergiant is just... I mean, Hades is great. Transistor's great. Get great. I'm getting ready to replay that one on the Switch. Um, Bastion's great. We have we own Pyre, but we haven't played it yet, but we're excited to play it. Um, Supermassive is also great if you want to play Until Dawn. Or... Um, they're about to release their new one this year. They're doing their Dark Pictures anthology and they're releasing the second chapter this year and it's called Little Hope and it's going to be set in like, you know, a little Boston area and it looks like it goes back and forth like almost like these um, Puritan ghosts come and they're like killing off people and, you're, and your group of friends are stranded and you're trying to survive that. So it looks really cool. Another great cast. Um I'm trying to think of more that we've uh, been just kind of playing about. I know Nintendo had a great sale for a little bit. I got Child of Light for $4.99, which is the game that I've been wanting to play for a long time. They had Exit the Gungeon for $7.50. I don't know if it's still going on. Epic Game Store is about to have their sale starting April 2nd. And I've gotten so many games from them. Pretty much the whole Batman collection. We had it on the Xbox and now... I have them all on PC as well for Batman Day. They released all of those. But they're constantly just giving away games that are top quality. Um, do you have any recommendations? Well, I was looking up a game. I was hoping you would talk a little bit longer. I so think you, I... Go, you want me to? <laughs> yeah, keep going, keep going. Because okay. oh, <clears throat> I forgot the name of the game. Um, Ori and the Blind Forest, and obviously their sequel that just came out, Ori mm-hmm. and the Will of the Wisps. Those are great games, especially if you like platformers. Yeah. Um, there's this little indie game that I really enjoyed called um, Blackwood Crossing. It's a very depressing game, but it's also very sweet. It's about basically like this sister and her little brother. And I don't want to spoil anything, but you kind of go through the storyline of what has happened and kind of even what happened to them beforehand that kind of led to all of this. Um and it just, to me, it made me appreciate my siblings a lot more and just, you know, always sending out love to your to your family and taking care of them. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other games we've been playing. A uh, quick question on the Blackwood Crossing. Uh, yeah. how, long, how long was the playthrough on that, roughly? I would say probably about three and a half hours. Yeah, that's what uh, I was thinking. And we were- actively look for secrets and things like that as mm-hmm. we were playing through it's okay. not a very long game no um, i don't think that there are multiple endings no there's not multiple endings unfortunately um because like it is a very depressing ending oh um, yeah it's sad it's one of those that'd be a good for just like a one shot for a stream though 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get through it real quick, and uh, like the story is really entertaining. So um, it is. It's very entertaining. I mean, we were really invested. Yeah. Awesome. No, it's quick. So. Uh, so the game that, that I, the game yeah, I was looking it. up. If uh, <laughs> if you're looking for a very cheap game and uh, you like to play video games with uh, people that are way younger than you, uh, Town of Salem. <laughs> Uh, I love Town of Salem. I think it's so much fun. Uh, it's it's a, a dumb mafia or uh, werewolf style game where you have to pick out the people that are like uh, the bad guys in your town. Everybody's got different roles. The chat is always a lot of fun. Uh, it's a fun game, and it's only five bucks on Steam right now. So, and it's I think you can play the web version of it for free but i don't think it's as complete as the as the one that's on steam so i know rev played it the other night but doki doki literature club it's free (laughs) it's very it's not what you expect if you don't know anything about it just go in blind trigger warning Um, that's all you gotta uh, yeah yeah yeah. gotta say gotta give them the trigger warning because there are some disturbing scenes that could uh yes especially on how you play it and there's a lot of outcomes with that game. Um, just it's gonna make it, you feel responsible for some horrible things that happen. Yeah, you can talk about that one. Uh, so another uh, mm-hmm. little game series. If you're wanting to waste some time, it is free on Steam. If you just want something dumb, it like is, dumb, it is dumb. Uh, there's a game series called Fucker in the, and uh, there's Fucker in the Woods. There's Fucker in the Town. It's and spelled P H U K E R. It's a free game. It is just cobbled together with what I can only assume is stolen content from some Russian developer. It's not good. It like, is not good. It's a quick playthrough. You're it is a quick playthrough. This, but sometimes you just got to play the rough stuff to entertain yourself. Yes. Uh, so I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> if you watch a trailer for it, um the trailer for it does it exact justice. Yeah. You what the trailer has in it is exactly the things you will be doing. Yeah. Oh boy. I'm gonna have to look that up. It's uh, rough. And I, I wanna reiterate, it is spelled P H U K E R if you're looking it up. Yes. Uh, I'm not it also, that Google. <laughs> uh, it also also has multiple endings. Yes. It is a it is a fun little free game. It's basically you try to get to the end of the game, but the game is constantly trying to kill you throughout the throughout the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It. I feel like they were inspired by Doki Doki Literature Club. I don't know. I don't know I, about I that. I feel like, <laughs> in a way, because of the way how it like really sets up and everything, it's you're like, oh, I'm just this normal high school. Oh yeah. The, the game begins as dating sim, and then it. Yeah. Yeah. It devolves. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up. It is a very controversial title. Yeah. But uh we found it on Steam last night or one late night with my little sister when she was staying over and we were like, Well, there's our evening. We played it start to finish and it was awesome. <laughs> so dumb. Awesome. Rob, uh, are you watching it right now? <laughs> okay, cool. All right, good. Uh, you're gonna love it. <laughs> Uh, before this devolves any further, let's go on ahead and get things uh, wrapped up here. Um, Anani Bob, Anani Bob 
Pop Kate, <laughs> aka Owl and Jackalope. Uh, thank you for joining us again. It's always a blast to have you guys on. Uh, why don't you tell the folks who maybe weren't here at the top of the show uh, what you do, where people can find it, all the social medias, all that good stuff. Okay, I'll do it this time. Uh, it's my job. Uh, so we are Alan Jackalope. We do uh, Pokemon card openings. We do little live action skits. We do uh, um, gameplays all on YouTube. The vast majority of our content goes. Um, you can find us on uh, basically all the social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's all Alan Jackalope. Um Anyway, yeah, just come check us out. We are not the most consistent uh, of content producers, but we try really hard and um, we we try to get by on pity <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> and uh, so if you guys have that in your heart, then stop by. <laughs> wow, groveling doesn't look good on people, but you guys wear it really well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, it is it's a it's a kind of an art <laughs> <laughs> um green elite what's coming up on your channel i have so much to catch up on so many things um i'll be playing some more destiny 2 this week uh probably more warzone as well and i have not touched apex in a good while so i'm gonna try to do some uh championship squad uh level shuffling all this week so we'll see how it goes but you can always find me on my twitch i stream monday wednesday friday uh and saturday at a random time um that's mr green elite and then i'm also on twitter and instagram technically youtube and technically facebook and pornhub and only fans and yeah that's about it Awesome. Uh, Padre, what's coming up on your channel? Oh, well, I come to find out I had Undertale in my Steam library somehow. I don't know how it got there. So tomorrow, uh, probably around noon, I'm going to start Undertale on my channel. Um, and then this Thursday, I'm going to be doing an extended stream for the Spring Kickoff Fundraiser for Anime for Humanity. Um, so at the Anime for Humanity channel, you can come hang out with me. We'll be doing just like a plethora of goofy fun stuff uh, together. And then Saturday, uh, I'm going to be trying out a new game that I got uh, gifted to me called Sea of Solitude. That looks, it's got a really pretty art style. So I'll be trying that out Saturday. Um, in the meantime, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok uh, as RevsfinTV. Um, oh, also on Facebook now. Um, YouTube also just uh i think it's just under RevSpin, uh and you can follow me here on twitch at RevSpin. excellent uh coming up on my channel uh i paid for a minecraft realms uh so we have about 30 days on that uh so for about the next 25 days i'll be playing mostly that um so there's that's that i also started doing some uh youtube content i'm gonna try to do mostly uh demos and some smaller games off of off of uh hio on there just stuff that really doesn't fit the stream or stuff that i wouldn't really be able to play on stream for all that long um <clears throat> if you guys are subscribed to the podcast channel on youtube that's where it is it's just uh over on youtube it's uh danny k d-a-n-i-e-c-a-e -E. um 
you guys can see my play my my demo test of 100 days it's pretty rough i understand that i get it um but i do have a i have one coming out on monday for ember um which i'll talk about uh that game next week uh that was a really fun demo uh anything else guys that we need to talk about no i'm pretty sure we got everything cleared out awesome well i do real quick want to say thank you mr green elite for the key that worked for my free copy of insurgency sandstorm <laughs> I didn't think they it gave it work. to him i didn't think it would work i gave it to my cousin he, he must have never downloaded the game so uh <laughs> well eat poop cousin that's i'm so mad uh, I can't believe you you call me your cousin. Make sure you slide that. For, make sure you slide that fifty dollars in my uh my PayPal. So that's gonna do it uh, for this week's episode. We appreciate all of you guys for joining us this week. Be sure to follow follow everyone on their individual Twitch channels, YouTube channels, and on their social media pages. If you guys missed any part of the show, you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. If you like what we do and want to help support the show, you can do that in a few ways. First, like and subscribe on YouTube. Give us a rating and review on the podcast platform of your choice. Or share us on your own social media pages. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful evening. Uh, stay safe and healthy out there. And another huge shout-out to Owl and Jackalope for coming on the show. You guys are an absolute blast. We appreciate you guys for joining us. Oh, Danny, thank you for having us because you are a ray of sunshine in a dark world. You are. We very much enjoy this podcast and thank you for having us on again. Mm -hmm. We'll make fools of ourselves anytime. Yeah. I'm going to need you to tone down your sexuality. That's a little much. <laughs> I I just introduced a game called Fucker in the Woods. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds a lot like your guys' honeymoon. Bye! We appreciate you listening to the show. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend about what we do.